Welcome to the Restore Ministries Australia podcast, where we desire to connect you with people, teaching, encouragement and resources that will see you and those around you restored to true humanity. Join us as we seek to help you apply the grace of God onto the details of your life. Well, welcome to the uh, Restore Ministries Australia podcast. My name's Peter Sondergeld, I'm uh, the founder and one of the directors of Restore Ministries. Uh, great to have you join us. And uh, we're joined today by uh, Kirsty Castle. Kirsty uh, lives in Melbourne, so she's in the uh, epicenter of uh, the Melbourne uh, lockdown at the moment. Welcome, Kirsty. Hi, Pete. How you doing? Yeah, good. Thank you. That's good. Can you just uh, give us a bit of a heads up about what you do? You're pretty involved in uh, mm-hmm. ministry stuff. You've been a um, restoration group leader for us before uh i would yeah. call call you and neil uh, close friends of uh your husband neil close friends mm-hmm. of restore ministries uh, mm-hmm. what do you get up to in terms of ministry down there yeah um a couple of things so uh, personally i do some work in biblical counseling realm at a counseling yep. center in the eastern suburbs of melbourne along with four other people uh, so that's kind of my formal ministry role. Uh, and then, yeah, we're very involved in our church because Neil, my husband, is one of the pastors. Uh, so we're, you know, committed to attending and being a part of everything that goes there. Um, I don't really have a formal role in the church. Um, I, you know, I'm on a few few teams helping the creche and things like that, um, but really try to just help um, in the mm. disi- informal kind of discipleship space a lot. Uh, sometimes that's running courses. We do some pre-marriage counselling um, and pre-marriage courses together. Uh, and then right. we lead a, a small group. We call them a gospel community. So sometimes just coming alongside people one-on-one as well as attending that weekly um, mm. and yeah, having husband as a pastor, I'm kind of the sole parent on a Sunday which <laughs> is the, yeah. the role of the pastor's wife. So yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm, we've got two kids. So being a mum is, yeah. uh, probably Huge. my, my primary role. Um, got a te- mm. almost 10 year old and a seven year old. Yeah. it's awesome. Uh, yeah. So apparently I'm in like the, the, the easy window of parenthood yeah, kind of okay. we've, we've got through, got through the toddler preschool years where they're very needy, but we're not yet into the teen years of, of attitude and rebellion. So I'm, I'm enjoying enjoying that season. Yeah. I've, I've yeah. heard it said that uh, when kids are young, they, they make you physically exhausted. And as they get into mm. the teen years, they make you mentally exhausted. Yes. Yeah. I've heard that one too. Yeah. Also, mm-hmm. I, wanna, I wanna give a shout out because uh, you, mm. you have a very full plate of, uh, of ministry there. And mm-hmm. you know, we've got a a uh, pretty broad understanding of ministry. Ministry is about it's about meeting meeting needs and using your giftings and what God's given you to serve other people. But that's mm-hmm. that's a pretty broad array of of stuff that you're involved in there. And uh, yeah. I, in particular, I always like to do this. I, in particular, love to give a <laughs> shout out to the pastors' wives. <laughs> Thank you. Because <laughs> I reckon I reckon you'd have a full plate um, uh-huh. being a mum and a wife to a pastor. That would that would probably be enough. I reckon. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. Um, hats off. That's off to Thank pastor's you. wife. Uh, wives, yes. I'm, I'm married to one of those. Yes. And, uh, Thank you. They're legends. So, <laughs> hey, um, 
Obviously, uh, as um, most of Australia would be aware of now if they ever see the news, Melbourne's in mm. lockdown mm-hmm. at the moment because of uh, coronavirus. And uh, look, we're in Queensland and um, we're kind of we're doing pretty well. Things are kind of opening up a bit. And I, mm-hmm. I think uh, I was in contact with you and, and Neil after the lockdown was kind of announced. And I just, man, my, just the, the weight the burden on my heart it's just like oh man imagine having to go back into mm-hmm. that again yeah tell me tell me how you're doing how's how's neil doing how how are uh, how are people in your church doing people that you're connecting with can you can you just sketch that out a bit for me yeah sure um yeah when i was i was first thinking how is melbourne doing i was looking out the window and it was gray and dreary and drizzly <laughs> and i'm like yeah that pretty much captures it I think physically, mm. but that's kind of the emotional forecast that we're in at the moment. Um, yeah. Even like just today, tonight is when masks become enforced. Yeah, of course. So it almost feels not just that we've returned to what it was last time, but it's actually worse mm. and it's a lot stricter. Um, you know, if you, you now have to think, oh, if I'm going to drive out of my local community, am I at risk of being pulled over and having to prove why I'm 20 kilometres from home and yeah. risk a $1,600 fine. Um, and, yeah, so it's actually getting a lot stricter than it was first time around. Mm. So there is that sense of, oh, it's not it's not just back to what it was. It's like, no, we're actually worse off than we were to start with. Yep. Um, and, yes, yeah, so I think that brings with it just the full spectrum of negative emotions. Mm. Um, I wouldn't say there's kind of one response, but there's a whole range of things that I've kind of picked up on that people are feeling. Um, so, yeah, there's, you know, frustration, the remote learning coming back in. Oh, Parents yeah. are frustrated. It's like we've been there, we've done that. We are positive for six weeks. <laughs> we've ticked that box. Don't make us do it again. Yeah. But but we have to. Um, and then, yeah, there's a lot of grief, a lot of the the shared experiences that people can't have. Mm. Um, you know, for my kids, it's things like sport, um, mm. dancing concerts might not happen at the end of the year. And then, yeah, bigger things like weddings, parties, and then people that have had newborn babies and can't have visitors. Yeah. yeah. Um, or one-year-olds and their family don't get to see them take their first mm. steps. And, mm. Um, mm. yeah, just a lot of a lot of sadness. Mm. Um uh, there's a lot of anger. I think there's a lot of a sense that most of us did the right thing and yeah. a few people stuffed up and ruined it for the rest of us and we're all paying the price. Mm. Um, and, yeah, frustration, like how, how did this happen? It's a bit, I guess the, we feel like this is our, our version of the Ruby Princess <laughs> in, in, yeah. in New South Wales. Yeah. You know, we've, yeah. we've now got our, our version of that and, mm. um yeah, and I think now that, you've, you know, you've been through it once, you thought you got through it, there was that sense of success, mm. of returning to normal, hang on, no, we're not. Yeah, yeah. Um, it almost, that, that hope that you had the first time around isn't there this time around. Mm. It's mm. like, wh- how long is it going to take to get the numbers down? And even if we do, is this going to happen again yeah. a month later? Um, so I, I feel like the novelty factor of first time around has fizzled away and now it's just pretty the hard slog is setting in yeah yeah um, so mm. so uh 
um, I mean, you go as deep on this one as you'd like to. This mm-hmm. one's probably a little bit more personal, but mm-hmm. how how do you process it yourself? I mean, you mm. you know, you, you've done some um, quite a bit of study in biblical counselling. You walk mm-hmm. alongside other people. Um, also, just know through um, Restore Ministries stuff that we've done together. There's an extra yeah. there's an extroverted side to. Uh, to Kirsty Castle, but now she's got uh-huh. to stay home and she's got a couple of kids that she's homeschooling. How how are you going at, at processing that yourself? Yeah, I mean, for me personally, I, I mean, I've kind of been joking with people. My struggle is, so when does isolation start? <laughs> <laughs> like, I haven't had a minute to myself for oh, of course. How, many, how many months. And yeah. I think that's, I feel like it's a weird thing because, you're either in one extreme or the other right now. Yeah. You're either completely isolated and bored or mm. you're completely overwhelmed with how much you have to get done. Your yeah. workload has just doubled. You've got kids that aren't leaving the house at all for yeah. leisure or for school. Um, and, yeah, so for me I'm in the uh, probably more the – would like some time to myself. Um, yeah, I'd love yeah. to undertake yeah. some projects, <laughs> and yet here I am. It's um, I'm, yeah, a school teacher, mm. uh, and trying to. Ju- and my kids are annoyed because I've I'm trying to do counselling online, and they want me to help them with the school all the time. Mm. Um, and yeah, so I think I think how I'm processing that is. Yeah, trying to stay, uh, yeah, still love my kids mm. in this mm. um, and try to, yeah, I think it's that trying to be faithful to the work that God's given me yeah. but not let that overtake my primary responsibility to my family and mm. that requires me to be, yeah, more organised than my natural tendency. Yeah, okay. <laughs> um, I'm probably I'm a bit of a fly by the seat of your pants kind of person and mm. so I've got to be more disciplined in order to be faithful um, yeah. and caring um, and, you know, homeschooling a, a, a child that can't read or spell um, means that it's not just a matter of setting them up with tasks and walking away but mm. you, you're there. It's kind of one-on-one tuition. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So. <laughs> One of my – when we had lockdown up, you know, when the whole of Australia had lockdown, um, mm-hmm. we we had um, – we just had one of our kids. I've got four sons. One of them went to school on the Monday and I had mm-hmm. three of them at home. And yeah. uh, <laughs> this is – I had to work, right? So I, yeah. didn't, I didn't help that much. So this uh-huh. this is one of my son's tributes to my father being a great educator. Even though I've got a teaching background, he came up to me at the end of the day and he goes, Dad, can I go to school tomorrow? <laughs> 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 so this is not working for me. Um, so I, I totally understand, um, yeah. at least at that level, um, mm-hmm. just just those uh, those pressures in there. Are you, mm-hmm. are you seeing any... Um, I'm just thinking about the mm. um, more formal kind of biblical counselling that you do and also the interactions that you'd be having with um, people from in your church. Mm. Are, are you seeing any um, particular themes or things kind of popping up that you think are related to where where things are at in Melbourne at the moment? Yeah, it's interesting. Um, 
It, it does seem to be fairly, uh, in my experience at least, pretty individual in mm. terms of how it's impacting people. So really trying to take the time to ask people, like, how is this affecting you? Some people, they're finding it great. Like yeah, I've spoken yeah. some some university students that are like, normally I'm out socialising, I don't get my work done. They're like, I'm actually, <laughs> I'm getting through my degree at last. <laughs> this is a real blessing. This is an yeah, answer yeah, to prayer. Yeah. Um, and then other people who might struggle with depression or anxiety are saying, I'm just stuck in my head mm. all day. Uh, work's not happening or if I am working, I'm working from home on my own. Mm. I don't have the distractions or other people to take my mind off that. And so I've got all these negative thoughts taking over my head. That's making it hard for me to work. Mm. And then I'm guilty for not getting my work done mm. and that kind of feeds back into the anxiety mm. and the depression. And, yeah, some people are yeah, finding themselves just in this negative negative headspace. Uh, and then other people have said, I've actually got more time at the moment, so I'm going to invest in counselling. I'm going to work through these past issues that I wouldn't normally have time to do, and they're kind of Mm. making the most of this opportunity. Um, So, yeah, I think I've I've found that you actually really have to not assume how Mm. how it's impacting people. Yeah, totally. But really kind of ask, like, how is this impacting? Is this a new thing since coronavirus? Or for a lot of people, it's just exacerbating mm. pre-existing things. Mm. And so it's almost provided a good opportunity to just get to know people more and find out, oh, right, you work the, these jobs or, oh, yeah. you live alone, I didn't realise. Or Yeah. Um, yeah, that's, um, that's similar to um, our experience up here in Queensland. Like you, mm-hmm. you would just have... Um, there would be people that um, just flourished. It's like the mm. mm-hmm. lockdown oh. just kind of decluttered things. Um, yes. And then there's people who were, who were like, yeah, you know what? I had these, there were these cracks in my life before mm-hmm. lockdown and now it's kind of opened them up wider. Yeah. And uh, so I've, I've kind of, it's, it's making me stare square in the face of, Mm-hmm. Um, the struggles that I'm having. And then there's even people, and I would say this about myself personally, that is, there's a strange, my experience is a strange combination of the two. You yeah. know, there's there's parts of my life I can go, that is like best ever, you know, mm-hmm. best it's ever been. And then yeah. this other side going, yeah, that's probably close to the worst ever. Yeah, you know? yeah. And so you live uh-huh. in this in this kind of parallel universe almost. Um, yeah, for sure. What do you? What do you? What are some of the things that you say? What are some of the encouragements that you say to to people? For example, um, mm-hmm. who are feeling the anxiety? And um, I understand back at the beginning of June that um, mm. I read an article in the Sydney Morning Herald that Australia was kind of we we took the world record for panic mm. panic buying. So we kind of smashed yeah. that one. Yeah. I saw on Monday night's ABC News that we've got, we're also killing it on the panic mm-hmm. index, which is a, a summary of how much panic and hysteria is being talked about with regard to coronavirus in the news. Australia's got right. a smoke in that one as well. Yeah. Um, what are you, all of that kind of cloud mm. that we're kind of living in, how, how are you helping mm-hmm. people who are kind of getting stuck a little bit uh, in their yeah. heads? Yeah. Um, I think firstly, just really acknowledging, like, this is really hard. Yeah. 
and your and your personal situation is really hard um, because I think there's that sense of I should be able to just push through this and make it work. Mm. Um, and for some people, they're, they're doing everything in their power to try to keep their head above water and they still feel like they're drowning. And I think just to, to acknowledge, yeah, what you're up against is above and beyond what you would normally be able to, to do. And I can see why you're struggling. I can see why you're anxious. I can see why you're discouraged. Yeah. Um, mm. And just, yeah, validate mm. that those feelings make sense. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, I think find out or, or kind of either ask them or else kind of think creatively yourself what would help this person. Um, so some, some people... Um, if they're working really, really hard, mm. they, they actually don't have time. Like if they're the ones that are working full-time jobs or working multiple part-time jobs um, because they've been forced into that situation and they just don't have time to even cook dinner or mm. they might not get to the shops till 6 o'clock at night and there's nothing easy to buy for dinner because of the panic buyers have yeah. <laughs> cleared the shelves <laughs> by that time of the yeah, evening, yeah. you know. Yeah. Um, like even just practical things like take them a meal yeah. Um, it's more than just feeding them. It's communicating. Mm. I see why you're struggling and I, it's a, it is a genuine mm. struggle and I care about you when I'm bringing you some food. Mm, um, a, because caregiving is actually a way that you can visit people. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, so dropping off a meal means that you can actually have just some socially distant but face-to-face contact yeah, yeah. Um, and, and communicate care and love in a really tangible mm. way. Mm. Um, yeah, and I think just reaching out to people and just saying, hey, how's this, how's this impacting you? I remember that yeah. you've got kids that don't like school or you've got mm. and just showing, yeah, concern and, and awareness of what they're up against mm. can, yeah, just help people know they're not, they're not alone even though so I think that's the thing for a lot of people. It's like I just feel so alone in this yeah. or, well, everyone's struggling so who cares about me? Mm. Um, it's like, no you're cared about as an individual mm. um, and I care about your particular struggles. Um, yeah. Yeah, I think that can be really powerful. Yeah, I think um, I think that's powerful what you're saying there about uh, people's sense of loneliness and aloneness. Mm-hmm. Um, mm. I, um, the picture I always have in my head is anxiety and fear has a way of, uh, pardon me, separating the uh, a gazelle from the herd, so to speak, on the Seren- yeah. Serengeti, and then it's easy pickings for a mm-hmm. a lion. Um, yeah, and it's 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 often struck me how powerful anxiety and fear is to isolate someone who's not actually isolated. Mm-hmm. Um, they they can kind of be with other people, but because of the power of anxiety and fear, it can just tell them they're on their own in this, and they have to find out how to get. F- you know how to go forward with it, mm-hmm. uh, how to make yeah. their way forward. So mm. um, that you know that personal presence, that that care, <laughs> that that love um, mm. for people, uh, shown in tangible ways, I think can can have really profound effects. Uh, mm. rem- it reminds me of Psalm twenty three, you know, where it says, um, "Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow um, of death, I will fear no mm. evil, for you're with me." Mm-hmm. Um, it's yeah. always that personal presence that's going to kind of pop, pop the uh, the bubble, so to speak, of, of fear and anxiety. Yeah. 
The other one uh, I was thinking about in, in what you said there, I'm wondering whether we can just flesh that out a little bit, is um, I just I thought it was uh, really helpful what you said there about um, just understanding and recognising it is a tough it is a tough trial. Um, mm-hmm. What do you mm-hmm. um, what do you think? What do you think the role of expectations? Uh, how does that kind of play? Mm. How does it play into that? Because I think that's what, what you're uh, kind of teasing out a little bit there is that if you if you're expecting or approaching this trial as though it was any other trial, um, you're going to get tripped up a little bit by that because this is a tougher one. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. Have you got any any thoughts or comments on that, on how people's expectations of themselves and the nature of the situation kind of shape uh, walking through it? Yeah. Yeah, I think just acknowledging the uncertain future of it, the mm. fact that I think having gone into lockdown the second time and it being worse than the first time, um, I think has raised that sense of I don't really have hope that this yeah. is ever going to be over. Mm. Um, or even if it is over, there's going to be fear that it's going to come back. Um, mm. So it's a very dampened, dampened hope this time around. Um, and, yeah, I think in that, um, I think it's that rem- remembering that, like, ultimately we need a hope beyond COVID mm. will end. Mm. Yeah, yeah. I think I think that's the vibe right now. Is once coronavirus ends, yeah, everything will be great. Yeah, um, that's even how my kids pray grace every night. You know, it always <laughs> it's always ending. And please yeah, let Corona yeah. end. Yeah. Um, and it's almost become, I don't know, this. That's where people's hope is lying. Mm. And as Christians, yeah, we do hope that that will happen. Mm. But we have a greater hope that God is with us in yeah. this yeah. and that ultimately we belong to a world in eternity that won't have sickness, won't have death, yeah. won't have loneliness, won't have yeah. mourning. And how do we bring that people's focus on their eternal hope when their present hope is pretty dashed yeah. right now? Yeah. Um, it's kind yeah, of... So- I was going to say there, it's yes. it's what you're saying there is kind of like I don't I don't need life to go the way that I want it to go to be mm-hmm. a, to be okay. Mm-hmm. That that's almost yep. kind of the uh, the backstory there to what you're saying, um, mm-hmm. and that's that's a much more you know if we can place our sure and certain hope and our trust in a person yep. who, who rules over it, mm-hmm. um, that's going to be more stable. Yeah, uh, yeah. It's almost like you know. I think about it. I um, because <laughs> sometimes I just go, oh, you know, I, I, I wish the media would just kind of back off a bit, you know, on the panic mm-hmm. thing. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it's almost like, uh, and uh, like I know it's real and I know it's true, right? But they'll they'll talk about the vaccine progress, you know. Yeah. And then there's always got to be that snippet at the end that just goes, well, it mightn't work. <laughs> or, uh, or we may never find one, and it, and uh-huh. it's like, oh yeah, I know that we need we need reality, and we kind of um, we need to stay kind of connected to that. But that that's almost the it's, it's a it's probably not a loud kind of fear, but it's it's the underlying kind of fear, isn't it? Like this thing is mm. never going to end. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Mm. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's that's good. That's good to good to think about these things. Tell me, um, what uh, where what's God up to? Give us. Mm. Have you got some stories of? I mean, you've you've already mentioned a few things generally, but have you have you got uh, some stories or um, just a, a summary that, that would just encourage us about the, the kind of things that God's up to mm. in and around Melbourne at the moment? Yeah, I mean, I think one thing is, as I kind of mentioned earlier, it has it has really, I think, in one way we're we're pulled further apart, mm. but I think when we are talking to one another, we're going a bit more personal mm. because th- that question of how are you doing, how are you really doing, is actually quite easy to ask right now. Yeah. When life is cruisy, you don't really ask your friends, how are you really doing? How's this impacting you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, especially like non-Christian friends, for example. Yeah. But even people in the church, people in our small groups are asking that question, you know, what do you need? And people are being a bit more vulnerable in sharing. Mm their needs. Um, we're praying a bit more deeply than previously. And so I think, yeah, that's been one one kind of yeah, evidence of how God is kind of moving us differently. That's great. Um, I think, yeah, the church we're a part of is doing, I think, the same as you guys at the project, doing a lot of online services mm. and mm. just reaching bigger numbers from broader places. Yep. Uh, with the gospel doing, for the first time, doing alpha courses online. Yeah, great. Um, and, yeah, I think in terms of my own kind of more formal ministry, doing the biblical counselling, I've had to shift to Zoom counselling, mm. which, you know, it's it's no one's preference, but yeah, it's, yeah. Actually, it's actually working. And, um, yeah, I'm finding the benefits of people not having to organise travel, babysitting, fit into a really uh, kind of rigid schedule, mm. it's much more flexible, um, has actually meant that there's been a greater number of people seeking biblical counselling than we've actually ever had before. Um, and so that's been a surprising kind of outcome. Originally, numbers dropped right off. Yep. And then I think as people went, okay, this is how life's going to be, yeah. um, that yeah, actually the, the fact that we have technology to do the things that we do. Like if, if this virus happened 20 years ago, yeah, it would be like yeah. a lot harder. Even though, you know, we are Zoomed out. People are using that phrase a lot. I'm just Zoomed out. I can't come to this meeting. Mm. But um, when people do kind of push themselves to do it, they usually find, oh, yeah, this has actually been a blessing. Yeah. Um, so yeah. to still still move towards, still make the effort of connecting, even though, mm. you know, we wish we were in church together, we wish we were in someone's lounge room together, mm. um, but you can still spiritually and emotionally support each other mm. through a screen. Yeah. Um, which is pretty miraculous, really. Yeah. A lot to be, um, uh, lot to be thankful of there. Uh, I think mm. you're right. You know, 20 years ago would have been a totally different story. Um, mm. I think that would be my experience that uh, the church um, has discovered some opportunities um, mm-hmm. in the uh, in the midst of what's going on. Um, yeah, and I, I mean, I, I would say the same thing. You know, the the capability of uh, kind of uh, doing workshoppy kind of things and doing church online is great. Uh, mm-hmm. I'm in this weird place where I just kind of go, 
yeah, like Zoom opens up all these cool opportunities for us, but I'm hating it <laughs> at the <laughs> same know. time. That's right. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So. Um, another thing from the mother side of things, I've had a few mums actually say, you know, it's really good having my husband home because they see how hard it is to look after the kids all day. Because <laughs> <laughs> normally, you know, you know, in a bit of a stereotype, but yeah, yeah. often it is the men that leave the house to, to work outside the home, um, especially in the early years. Mm. And someone said, yeah, for the first time, I'm, I'm getting more help from my husband because they realise how full on the um, nine to five of, of toddlers or school kids yeah. is. Um, yeah. And it's just another element of people seeing more transparently into someone else's life and understanding the yeah. struggles that they're up against mm. and responding in love and service in those, yeah, practical yeah. matters of life. Yeah, I think that's um, – yeah, I'm with you on that. And uh, um, I think that the, the way that lockdown kind of forces you into your own family unit and mm-hmm. um, kind of pushes you toward stuff that's important mm-hmm. um, and helps you to see, see things perhaps that um, are important but you, you didn't notice or you weren't yeah. aware of. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's, that's cool. Man, I, I – um, Right. I've got one more question for you, but I, you know, I'm, I'm really, really grateful for God having um, a bunch of His family in lockdown in Melbourne at the moment. Um, <laughs> yeah, I know it's not fun for you guys, but uh, you know, just thinking about the, um, you know, you are the uh, the soul of the of the earth, you know, like and and um, just to be down there to be amongst it, um, uh, being being the light of Jesus. Uh, I think it's, I think it's awesome. How um how can we pray for um for you guys down there for yourself for your church for uh, just even thinking broadly about Christians in Melbourne at the moment. How can the rest of Australia? I mean, it, I feel terrible about it, but we've actually started meeting as a in physically as a church again, and um, yeah. I feel terrible because you guys can't. But I'm glad yeah. I'm glad the online's really working for you. <laughs> but there's a you know there would be a lot of states in Australia that have got some of that, and it's like it, our hearts go out to you. So, mm. what are some things you think we can pray for? Yeah, well, I mean, the reality is, if Melbourne wasn't in lockdown right now, we'd probably be, be, all be up in Queensland <laughs> getting some sunshine <laughs> rather than going to church. Yeah. <laughs> I reckon um, they reckon thirty percent of Queensland tourism is Victorians. Yeah. There you go. That's oh, a lot. That's prob- You're the reason why a- we're going broke at the moment. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's <laughs> one of the other hardships that, that people are facing is cancelled holidays because winter oh, yeah, yeah. for Melbourne, that's when you go to Queensland uh, or Bali. <laughs> um, and, yeah, there's been a, a lot of heartbreak and financial loss over um, cancelled holidays. Um, so, it, I mean, it's, it's, really, it's really lovely that you care about us from, from sunny, sunny Toowoomba. <laughs> Um, and yes, I really appreciate you thinking of us and caring and Mm. asking these questions. Mm. Uh, yeah, I'd say, um, get to be able to just really love and care for people well during this time, Mm. um, to not become kind of insular and focused on our own hard situations, but be reaching out and moving towards people, um, in the church and also just in our social networks, 
Um, and yeah, I think to be to keep our our focus in our eternal hope in Jesus, mm. like beyond beyond the hope of coronavirus ending, mm. we have a greater hope that we need to share. Mm. Um, and yeah, for opportunities to share the gospel, people are probably you know craving what the gospel has to offer more now than ever. Uh, and, yeah, I think oppo- the wisdom and the um, courage to take up those opportunities, um, it's pretty easy for focus to be on arguing over conspiracy theories or yeah. who's to blame or is the government doing the right thing or the wrong thing over masks and mm. you can get caught up in all kinds of kind of peripheral issues. Um, but I think for Christians to to be able to be focused on yeah, sharing the gospel um, to non-Christians but also to Christians who, mm. yeah, anxious, fearful, need to know that, yeah, Jesus is with them in this moment. Um, he's not just in heaven waiting. <laughs> he's yeah. actually present yeah. in the challenge of homeschooling or mm. Um, mm. when they're going to work and they're facing, you know, um, teachers that are working with students that are not wearing masks and coughing all over them and then have to go home to their families that might have immunosuppression issues or Mm. other health issues, Um, yet to to be praying in those times of of fear. Um, Yeah. Yeah. That's great. Uh, I, um, well, we'll... uh, We'll close the uh, podcast off here, but I um, mm. I want to uh, just invite anyone listening uh, from anywhere in Australia, uh, including Victoria, but especially the states who aren't in lockdown at the moment. Um, mm-hmm. Let's let's get around the the uh, Victorian and particularly Melbourne Melbourne Christians there, and um, and, and let's pray for them and pray along the lines of uh, what Kirsty's shared there and. Um, and believe that God is going to get up to good things because He will mm-hmm. uh, in Melbourne uh, in strange situations. Um, I think uh, one of the things we see uh, really uh, quite clearly in Scripture is God. Um, he has some strange ways of doing things, um, mm-hmm. and uh, very unconventional, but always good. And uh, yeah. I think that we can expect that in in uh, in Melbourne in this lockdown that God will work unconventionally. And do a whole bunch of really good things. So um, thanks for thanks for joining us today and for being personal and sharing and giving us a bit of an insight. We're hoping to get this podcast out in the next uh, week or so, so uh, we can uh, we can get some uh, some Christians from around Australia on their knees backing you guys down there. Yeah, so, thank you. Thanks yeah. so much. We really appreciate all your support and yeah, checking in with us. Yeah. Well, thanks for joining us, hey. We'll we'll have you back, I'm sure. Uh, Appreciate your time. Thank you. Thank you for listening to the Restore Ministries Australia podcast. If today's episode was a blessing to you and you would like to support our ministry, please visit www.restoreministries.com.au forward slash donate. Every generous donation is used to further equip and serve the broader church to see people restored to true humanity. Or if you would like to access further articles, videos and resources, please visit our website, 
restoreministries.com.au and head to our resources page. Restore Ministries Australia, a catalyst for Christ-centred change.